Real happy man. <laughs> it is an honor to be here. I thank you uh, for being behind your pastor and working and laboring and Amen. making uh, the Word of God come alive in a lot of ways in, in this place. Amen. Amen. This building standing here is a testimony by itself. But it's been preached tonight. Well, what a, what an emphasis needs to be placed on the need for God to be present in yes. every service and all the things that He wants to do. We're going to be in the book of Matthew tonight, chapter 21. And I'm going to let you go ahead and be seated. <clears throat> Sometimes I glean along the way. Uh, I've been in brother's service with Brother Sammy Allen, and he would uh, start reading his passage. An hour later, he would uh, let you be seated. Amen. I'll try to be merciful tonight. <laughs> And uh, let you be seated early, amen, because I know you already said it, sit here a while, so we'll give you the opportunity to be comfortable. Thank God for this uh, great work the Lord has already shown himself in, amen. Thank you, Brother John and your family for being such a, uh, I don't know if the, the words could be even put together, you've been a structure for your people, you've been a a standard for your people. You've stood up for your people and God's blessed. And I thank the Lord for you and your family what you, what God's accomplished Amen. to you. Amen. Amen. Uh, in chapter number 21, and I'll not say, uh, I'll not try to say uh, any more than I have to say tonight, and I'll be as brief as I possibly can be. Amen. We're going to start in verse number 2, so we'll let you buy with one verse right there. Amen. <laughs> <clears throat> We know that Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem. This is his final trip into Jerusalem. Uh, through this journey, a number of things will happen, and he will be crucified, and he will be buried and raised from the dead. Amen. He is fulfilling every uh, prophecy that has been made uh, for him to this place. And what's about to happen here is another prophecy uh, is going to be fulfilled. Uh, I want to preach tonight for a little while on the subject, uh, what does it take for God's will to be done? Uh, what does it take for God's will to be done? We see that we're here tonight because God's will has been done in this place. Uh, there's a lot of things had to happen. There's many, many things. It could not have been spoken in this service, every detail of all the things that had to accomplish to be here tonight. Uh, but there is an order, I think, as Brother uh, Norris has said tonight, God does work in an order. And there is things that has to be in place for God's will to be done. And thank God it has happened in this place. But we want God's will to continue in this place. It is possible to be in God's will today and out of God's will tomorrow. Uh, Brother Norris has gave us some guidance for that tonight. Uh, it is important that we seek God's direction every day, not just getting to where we're at now, but all the days that are after this day. Amen. In this verse, in these verses, I should say, an Old Testament prophecy from Zechariah is going to be fulfilled. Uh, so we know when we talk about the will of God, when we talk about God's will, there's no question God's will is going to be performed uh, in the prophecies that has been made about the Lord Jesus. Yes, sir. But God uses people and God uses individuals uh, and groups of people to fulfill uh, His will. And that is why we're sitting here today. A number of people 
uh, has been energized by God to do His will, and by that we are sitting in a building, amen, by the side of a highway that is finished, and that has brought and will bring, uh, we pray, glory to God, amen. amen. There's a number of things we don't have to question about the will of God. We know it's God's will for every person to be saved. There's not one, uh, one speck of Calvinism in me. I do not believe in any way that Jesus died limited. Or his blood was limited. Or his grace is limited. Uh, all the other points of Calvinism is uh, just redundant about the fact that if God's limited, then that can be possible. But God's not limited. And when Christ died on the cross, uh, he did not limit uh, his death, burial, and resurrection to a few but to whosoever will. Yes. And the Bible said it's not God's will that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. He, he doesn't want anybody to be lost. Uh -huh. God has no pleasure in the death of the wicked. Uh -huh. God has no pleasure in seeing people go to hell. Uh, he didn't even make hell for man. He made hell for the devil and his angels. Right. Right. So we know it's the will of God. If you're in this building tonight lost, I can tell you tonight, it's God's will that you get saved. Yes, right. Amen. Amen. I believe that God lighteth every man that come into the world. I believe God gives all men a measure of faith. I believe those are principal teachings about the will of God for every person. But I believe there's the will of God for the saved also. As a matter of fact, I believe we can be more specific. I believe there's the will of God for this day. I believe there's the will of God for this service. I believe there's the will of God for you and me individually. And I believe God has a will for this church. Uh, God's will for this church uh, may not be exactly like it is the will of God for a church 100 miles away or 75 miles away. I'm not talking about living right. I'm talking about uh, there is churches that are going to see more growth than others. There's churches that's going to see uh, more things maybe accomplished through missions than others. There's churches that's going to see things happen in their community more than others. We read in the Word of God, everybody didn't have the same success in the Word of God. Jeremiah didn't have the same success even that Jonah had. And Jeremiah wept and Jonah was mad. But yet Jeremiah had a broken heart for the people and, and Jonah had no heart for the people. But God is the one who works His will. His will is not work in the flesh of men. It's work in the will of God. We need to remember that. Don't be discouraged, Brother John, if this building is not packed out. Uh, without any seeding left in the next two or three weeks or next two or three months or next two or three years. God wants you to do the will of God. Amen. We know it's the will of God. A number of things about the saints of God. Uh, we know the will of God for the saints of God. Uh, number one, we know it's God's will for them to all be sanctified. He made it clear in 1 Thessalonians. It's not God's will for some of the church to live right and the rest of the church not to live right. Right. Sanctification is setting yourself apart for God, living for God. It includes separation. It includes living a holy life. It includes all those things. And we know by 1 Thessalonians 4, it's God's will for every saint to be sanctified. Right. And to set themselves apart and not to give themselves over to the world and to sin. Amen. So we know that is the will of God. So every time we come to this place, there's never be a time when you're challenged to be more close to God than it is out of the will of God. It's always the will of God. Yes. You can always tell people, draw out of God, and He will draw out of you. Right. Cleanse your heart. Go forward. Do more. Do what's right in it. That's the will of God. Amen. You never have to question that. 
We know it's the will of God that every individual grow in knowledge. He says, it is God's will that you grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and that you be filled with the knowledge of God, that you may that you might walk worthy of the Lord. Amen. God's will is for you to grow in knowledge. Every time you come to the house of God, it may not be the same setting, it may not be the same excitement, but if God's feeding you from the Word of God, God has a purpose in giving you what you get. And we know that is the will of God. We know that's the will of God. There's times I step in the pulpit and I don't feel like turning somersaults. I don't feel like jumping jacks. I don't feel like any of that. But I know I have the Word of God in my hand and I know God wants me to present it to the people that's before me and that's my responsibility. There is times while I'm doing that I feel like doing jumping jacks and I feel like turning somersaults. I don't do them, amen. But I feel like it. But whether I feel like it or not, the will of God is still the same. Yes. So there's principal things we understand. We know for sure that God wants us to know. We know God wants us to be thankful. That's another area. You're never going to go wrong being thankful. Having prayer. If the pastor calls on 10 people to pray to thank the Lord for this building or to thank the Lord for the pews or to thank the Lord for the piano or to thank the Lord for the carpenter or to thank the Lord, you're never out of the will of God thanking the Lord. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus that we be thankful, amen, and we give God thanks for everything. We know that's the will of God. There are some things we can go to the Bible and you can't be wrong in doing. You can't be wrong in thanking God. Can't be wrong. No way. And the Bible says praise is comely, so it's always in place. It's always right. So there's things we can do every service and we know we'll be in the will of God. Amen. We know it's not wrong to do it. But we want the blessing of God perfected in our lives because He is directing our lives. So in verse number 2, the Bible says, saying unto them, Go into the village over against you, and straightway ye shall find an ass tied and a colt with her. Loose them and bring them unto me. And if any man say aught unto you, ye shall say, The Lord hath need of them, and straightway He will send them. All this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell ye the daughter of Zion, Behold, thy king cometh unto thee meek and sitting upon an ass and a colt the fowl of an ass. And the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them. Now we realize that this story is in all four of the Gospels. There's not, there's not there's just a few stories that's in all four of the Gospels. But this one is in all four of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. In some of the, in some of the writings of this story, uh, they don't include the, the uh, donkey and the fowl, or the female mother donkey and the colt that she has. In some they refer both. In some it does not tell you about the men questioning. In some it tells you the men questioning. But you put all four together and you have every incident that is in this story, amen. Right. So when Mark is writing, uh, he tells about the men coming out and saying, why are, you, why are you unloosing the donkey? Why are you turning the ass loose? And they said, the Lord hath need of them. Oh, oh. and they turned the donkey loose. In this story, I don't think he relates to that exact happening. In others, they tell more events and more of it. It's kind of like all four of us standing out on the side of the road and we're watching all the automobiles come by. And John says, man, did you see that diesel truck go by? But his little boy says, dad, did you see that Camaro go by? 
Or somebody else is standing there and they seen the Porsche or whatever. Amen. All that's important and all they saw that, but if you put it all together, we'll have the whole story of everything went by. Amen. And so God allowed writers in the Bible to write. That doesn't mean it's uninspired. It's perfectly inspired. Amen. And the Holy Ghost used sometimes the temperament of individuals to write things down. Amen. Yes. And God gives us in this story this event. And so the Bible says they were instructed on what to do. They were to go straightway. They were to do what they were supposed to do. And in these verses, two times he says straightway. <coughs> he says in the first verse, verse 2, straightway. And the second verse, straightway. He's talking about it will happen just exactly. You do what I'm saying, and I want it done just exactly, and it will happen just this way. It's going to happen immediately, so forth. Go right now and do what I say. When you say what I say, they will immediately let you do what you're supposed to do and all this is going to happen. Verse number four, all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which is spoken by the prophet saying, tell you the daughter of Zion, behold, thy king cometh. Uh, they had a prophecy in the Old Testament, as we read a moment ago, they had a prophecy that would say, you'll know this is the king when he comes. Jesus coming as the king. He is the king of kings and lord of lords. Amen. Yeah. And this prophecy was going to be fulfilled as he entered the city. And there's two things here, a colt and the mother of the colt. And it was, it was a type of the king coming in peace if he was sitting on an ass. If he was riding a donkey in the town, it showed he wasn't coming in to conquer or destroy or take uh, them uh, in uh, his power, but he was coming in peace. And another thing is, it is believed by many that he set side saddle on the donkey and possibly put his feet on the other or vice versa, whichever way it was. And God said this was a prophecy. You'll know this is the king. And when they saw him doing this, they know he was the king. They had no doubt who Jesus was. So all these things is happening to fulfill perfectly the prophecy that Jesus had set forth. Amen. He says in verse number 6, And the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them. They're not named. We don't have the name of the disciples. So may I say to you, everybody doing the will of God doesn't get name recognition here. But you will get name recognition over there. Right. Even if you give a cup of water right. in the name of a prophet or in the name of the Lord, you're going to get a reward for that. Amen. Isn't that amazing? Nothing you do ever for God will be overlooked. And the Bible says they brought the ass and the colt and put on them their clothes and set him thereon. So they draped their garments over the donkeys. Now it's looked like you've seen a you've seen a colt oftentimes gets right up against the mom and just stays right against the mom, and it appears that's what happened. They were together and the garments is over the boat, and he's riding actually both donkeys. It is questioned, and some people say, how do you ride both donkeys? Well, it probably was a side saddle situation. Oftentimes, kings, royalty, rode side saddle instead of straddling the animal. So here we find the Lord coming into town on this donkey and the colt of the donkey. Verse number 8, And a very great multitude spread their garments in the way, others cut down branches from the trees and strawed them in the way, and the multitudes that went before and that followed cried, saying, Hosanna to the Son of David. That is another term that's very important. 
Uh, some historians write that as the high priest came out of the uh, Holy of Holies and oftentimes out into the open where everyone was, uh, they would cry, Hosanna to the Lord, Hosanna, Hosanna, because the sacrifice has been accepted and God is pleased with what's taking place. God was pleased with what was happening here, amen. Yes, and it was one reason why the Pharisees and all that crowd said, shut them up, tell them to be quiet. Right. Jesus said, if I shut them up, the rocks will cry out, amen. amen. Hallelujah, they're going to magnify the Lord and exalt His name. And they cried, Hosanna, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is He that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when He was coming to Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? The multitude said, This is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. I want to preach just a little while, a short period of time. And what does it take for the will of God to be done. Amen. You pray with me and we'll pray just for a moment. Ask God to help us. And then we'll try to preach. Amen. Father in Jesus name I come before the throne of God. It is an exciting moment in my life. To be here at uh, Lord. The dedication of the building Lord. For Old Past Baptist Church. And thank God for what you've done. Through the man of God. Whom you've placed in this place. And his family. And those who have labored faithfully. Uh, by his side. We thank you for everyone that's here tonight. Move our hearts with the word of God. Help us tonight. And Lord, may this be uh, just another stepping stone in the life of this church and this people that you might be magnified in every life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. amen. I want to say tonight, number one, that it has to be by the word of God. The word of God has got to be accepted perfectly with no additions and no subtractions. You see, he said to them, Go into the village over against you, and straightway shall find an ass tied, and a colt with her, loose them, and bring them unto me. Now they no doubt had to go through some of the rural area to get to the village. They were not in any of the part of the city at this point in time. They were in uh, travel, but they hadn't got there. But what if they stopped along the way, and, and one of them had said, Well, here's an ass. I don't know what's the difference. Let's get, let's get him something to ride. Right. That's not what the Lord said. Right. The Lord said you go into the village. As you enter the village, you'll see an ass tied and a colt. You bring them. And if anyone asks why, and they did ask, you tell them the Lord hath need of them. And they will send them. Anytime we try to circumvent the Word of God by doing something different because it's easier, we'll not obtain the will of God. The will of God is perfect. God's Word is perfect. And for us to accept anything less than or other than the Word of God, we will not be in the will of God. When the church begins to go in a direction away from the Word of God, it will automatically be outside of the will of God. Are we, are we on the same page? Nothing else would do except exactly what Jesus said for them to do. For this prophecy to be fulfilled, for God's Word to be brought to the forefront that was spoken of in the Old Testament, it had to be done exactly like He said, and God is still that particular. He still wants things done exactly like He said. Amen. I've had people challenge a number of things in my ministry over the years. One of the challenges oftentimes is, well, that's Old Testament. 
You know, what are you preaching, preachers, Old Testament? And I said, well, do you want to do away with the Old Testament? Do you want to do away with, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth? Do you want to do away with, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want? Is that, do you want to do with that passage? Which passage in the Old Testament do we want to do away with? Really, we just want to do away with passage in the Old Testament that challenge how we live today. Right. Amen. Right. Yes, sir. I said uh, to a preacher not long ago, I said if someone in your church, uh, uh, you had a, a young boy in your church, maybe 19 or 20 years old, and he had a sister, maybe 18 years old, and they come to you and said, we want to get married. I said, would you marry him? He said, well, no, I would never do that. I said, why wouldn't you? He said, well, the Bible says you, that's not right. I said, where does it say that? He said, Old Testament. I said, you're, you're thinking about <laughs> I said, so it's not in the New Testament, is it? He said, no. I said, why was it not right for the young man in, in Corinthians chapter 5 to have his father's wife? wasn't his mother. It was his father's wife. And apparently, he may have, his real mother may have died. He may have married a young woman. His father may have died. Now he's taking his father's wife. Why, why was that wrong? There's not one verse in the Old Testament. I mean, the New Testament says it's wrong. He says, but it says in the Old Testament. I said, you're thinking, right. Exactly right. So Paul said in the Old Testament, Paul said in Romans chapter 7, he said, I would have not known lust, except the law said, I should not covet. Right, right. But he said, the law was good, was perfect, it was holy. He said, I knew that lust was wrong, because the law said, thou should not covet. Thou should not covet thy neighbor's wife, thou should not covet thy neighbor's ass. Thou should not covet, you should not. He said, I, I knew that it was wrong, me look at my neighbor's wife and think of her wrongly, because the law said I was not to covet. So we've got to be careful we don't throw away part of the Bible. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is proper for doctrine, reproof, correction, and instruction. Righteous, the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished in all good works. We need the Word of God, and if we start changing it for whoever or whatever, we will not be in the will of God. Are we on the same page? Yes, not only that, but we must obey it precisely. There's a lot of people who say they believe it all, but don't obey it. Yeah. These men had to carry out God's command just like He told them to. You go all the way to the village, over against you, and straightway you're going to find the ass and the colt. They're going to be tied. You do what I'm telling you exactly. Straightway go and get it done. Amen. God wants you and I to realize the Bible's not perfect because just because we have a perfect God, but the Bible is perfect because the perfect God wants to lead you and I down a perfect path to live a life that is perfect and to live a life that pleases God and glorifies His name. Amen. That doesn't mean that we're going to be sinless and we're going to be uh, deity ourselves like some foolish doctors have taught uh, out in the Midwest, amen. But we need to understand God has a path for us and that is obeying what He said. Yes, amen. It's not, I know, I know that's what he said, but right. uh, he didn't need a million involved in that. Amen? Yes, sir. Amen. All right. And as your pastor leads this work and directs this flock and gives you guidance from the Word of God, realize 
that you and I have a responsibility to obey it precisely. Amen. 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 What if it had done it any way differently? What if those two men, which we don't know which two was sent, what if they had done it differently? What if one of them had got, uh, he said, well, now I see a colt out there in the field by itself. I'll get it. And I see up there in the pasture, there, there's, a, there's an ass. Go get it. God said there was a colt that never man ever set on. And Jesus was going to ride that, that, that mare and that colt right in. And they weren't going to be no bucking and jumping, friend. I mean, he had, he, they, they were a perfect piece. He didn't want them to go get some other. He wanted them to go get exactly what he said. That's right. Amen. When, when they asked the Lord in just a, a few, uh, few more, uh, uh, actually a couple days later, uh, where are we going to keep the Passover? He said, you go into town and you'll see a man carrying a, wa a pitcher of water. And he said, you go to that man and follow him and he'll show you the room where we're going to keep the Passover. Jesus had numerous people that lived and served him outside the boundary of us knowing anything about them. Right. Right. Amen. Yes, and you can live for God and there's people no doubt done things on this building. You didn't write your name beside it when you got done and your name's uninscribed on the painter somewhere else. But God put down everything that was done and God knows everybody that done whatever they done. Amen. And you might have been the widow who gave the might, or you might have been the mighty who gave it all. It doesn't matter. God's going to reward everything, and God's going to bless everything that was done. Amen. So God gives us a third thing that we must understand. Everybody is a person, is a player in God's will. Can you imagine how many times, how many people gets to do God's will? How many people was involved in getting Zach, Zacchaeus saved? Zacchaeus had never saw Jesus, but he knew his name. Yes. Zacchaeus had never saw Jesus, but he knew his fame. Sure. Zacchaeus had never saw Jesus, but he was determined to see him no matter what it took to see him. How many people had to touch Zacchaeus' life for him to come to that place? He was the chief among the publicans. He was the chief tax collector. That'd be like the sheriff of our counties. He's in charge. In our state, the sheriff's in charge of the taxes. God forbid, I hope all of them's honest. Amen. <laughs> this one wasn't. Zacchaeus wasn't. He was a thief. What, how many people, how many people had to be, whatever they had to go through, for Zacchaeus to get saved. How many people had to be involved for Saul of Tarsus to get saved? People died for him to get saved. Not just the Lord Jesus. But Stephen was stoned to death. And he went into cities and railed on them who had the name of Jesus and arrested them, mothers and dads. How many little boys stood crying as they carried off their parents for Paul to get saved, who was Saul of Tarsus. And when he was on his way to Damascus with warrants, Jesus said this. He said, it's hard for thee to kick against the pricks. Your heart has been pricked, and it's getting difficult for you to keep on going. He said, who art thou, Lord? He said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. How many people? Hey, it wouldn't have worked day one. 
But God let Saul see and experience everything he did till he got on the road to Damascus. Every one of us is a player in God's will, and you have a purpose, and you have a uh, you have a part to play in God's will. And hey, not a, nobody's in here the donkey, but but the, even the donkey had to play a part in God's will. You know, he's not; they're not the only donkeys in God's will. I mean, we had donkeys in the Old Testament that sp played specific parts in God's will. We had a, a talking donkey. Uh, he, he had to play the will of God. Amen. I mean, he rebuked Balaam. Uh, we had a torn donkey. All was left to him was a jawbone. Uh, when that raven flew over, that jaw, or that eagle flew over that jawbone, that donkey in his mouth with a little bit of meat on it, uh, God had that jawbone laid down there just for Samson at the exact right place. Amen. I mean, God is specific about what He's doing. And God was specific to build this church in this place for this time, for this people to do a work for God. And everyone that has played any part in this, you've got to be in a part of the will of God. That's wonderful, amen. And uh, even if you think you was one of the donkeys, praise God. Amen. What about the donkeys that King Saul's family lost? They couldn't find them. Was that the will of God? They looked and looked and looked for the donkeys. Couldn't find the donkeys. God knew where the donkeys was. They ended up to Samuel so Samuel could anoint Saul king. All that was in God's hand. And he said, don't worry about it. When he got there, he said, don't worry about the donkeys. They never found the donkeys. <laughs> Are you listening to me? I'm talking about every person in this building can do the will of God and it may be very different in what we have as a responsibility as far as getting the building together and doing all the things that make it happen, but you have a part to play in the will of God. Amen. Amen. These children have a part to play in the will yes, of God. Yes. Yes. They were children who played a part oftentimes in Jesus' life. He used them for examples. He taught doctrine through the children that come up to him. And amazing. Next of all, every person will have a particular performance to play. Not just being there, but something to do. Not only the people we have a little bit of knowledge about, but what about the owners of the ass and the coal? They, they, they started to untie the coal. And they come out, Mark says, they come out and said, what do I thou untying the coal? What are you doing? Time ago, and all they had, he said, all you have to tell them is, the Lord hath need of and they will straightway give you that. So God knew, the Lord knew who was there at that house. He knew, was, he knew, he knew who owned them, and he knew what the reaction would be when all they had to hear was, the Lord hath need of there's going to be people that God's going to touch and, and God knows the, what they're going to do. God knows their reaction. He's not going to a stranger that's not going to obey God. He's going to send a person and many, many times you may be called upon. Hey, the pastor may say, look, a so-and-so is sick this morning. Would you teach the Sunday school class? <coughs> what are you going to do? 
He says, the Lord hath needed thee. <laughs> right. There's going to be times in your life that it may be an instantaneous moment that God's wanting you to do something. They didn't sin. They didn't go down there the day before and say, tomorrow we're coming to get this ass and coat. They walked up and never said anything. They started untying and taking them. And they come out and say, what do it thou? What are you doing taking this ass? What are you doing taking this coat? Said the Lord had needed. Oh, go right ahead and take him off. He didn't say bring him back real quickly. He didn't say, uh, how far are you going with it? He said, if the Lord has need of it, that's all I need to know. Amen. 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 Stay prepared to be used of God. Stay prepared for God to speak. Stay prepared for you to be used at any moment. God has an opportunity for you to be used. Yes, and it may be different. Some may do something great. Uh, you may lead them to the room where, with a pitcher of water. You may give up the donkey. Amen. You may put the one light in. I don't know what God has for every one of us, but it may be a momentary instant thing. God says, I want you to do this. Right, yes. I don't know if they ever give anything else, but they gave the donkey. Amen? Every person, the owner, those who put their clothes on the donkey, they, they take out their outer garments, no doubt, and, and place them across the donkey. Clothing was important. Most people just had the clothes they had on their back. Most people didn't have two or three changes of clothes. So they were performing and they were doing. And then there was those who laid their clothes in the street and allowed the donkeys and Jesus to walk over top of them. Everyone was involved in this situation of fulfilling this prophecy that Jesus wrote in as a king into Jerusalem. That the king wrote in to town. Amen. Praise God, hallelujah. We want to have a, do you want to have a place in your life where you can cry, Hosanna, 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 Hosanna. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. Hey, be in the will of God. Do the will of God. Obey the will of God. And you can magnify the Lord, amen. 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 Man, I got to hurry. I didn't realize I was that far along, amen. Some of you said, you said you're going to preach short. I'm trying to. <laughs> Every individual played a part. The multitude was there. The branches they tore down off of the trees. Every activity was fulfilling exactly what Zechariah said was going to happen. There was no question among the common people who this was. This is Jesus, the king. There was no question among the Pharisees and the doctors what he was performing. Because they said, this shouldn't be done. There should be no crying hosanna. There should be no, this shouldn't be happening. Because they didn't accept him as the king. But those who put down their garments and those who put their clothing over the donkeys, they said he is the king. The world needs to see a multitude that says he's the king. Yes. Amen. They're never going to know he's our king unless we live like he's our king. Yes. Yes, sir. When they started taking off their garments and spreading them in the way, and I'm going to get my mic tangled up here in a minute. When they started spreading their garments out and they knew the value of those clothes, there was no doubt these people said yes. that's the king. Yes. That's the king of Israel, amen. That's the king of kings. 
Are we going to live in such a way that the world can see we have a king? Amen. Amen. That's good. Doing the will of God in our yes. lives will save the world. There is a king. And his name is Jesus. And they're going to say, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? Because of the king. His name is Jesus. The king is why I do what I'm doing. There's a king. And the world needs to know there is a king. Yes, sir. And because of that king, we don't live like the world. We don't go that way, Brother Terry. Uh, because of that king, our life is different. Because of that king, we're laying down of things that seem to be valued in other people's lives, but the king is more valuable. Yes, than his Amen. This building being built is an honor to the king. Amen. But Amen. as long as we live, we want the king to be honored Amen. in this place. Amen. They said, who is this? They said, it's Jesus. It's Jesus. Are you listening? Yes, God wants us to come to a place that the most important thing in our life is presenting the king to a world that doesn't right. know him. Right. Many, yes. many, many spread their garments out and said, Hosanna, Hosanna. They wasn't the scoffers, they always will be. Sure. But thank God for those who said, Amen. Hosanna, Hosanna, yes, sir. Hosanna. Father in Jesus name I thank you for the word of God thank you Lord for this passage of scripture that seems maybe to some across our land to be just another place where history is written down but we realize Lord it's a challenge to us today Lord to be what you want us to be let your word be the preeminent factor of guidance that you would be exalted above all that we would realize we have a part to play regardless of what part it is we have a part to play and Lord I pray for this church I pray for the uh, the founding I pray Lord for every bit of its structure spiritually I pray Lord for its direction and guidance I pray for the man of God that you would direct his life and I pray Lord that through this place that a king can be spread about this valley and folks will know that Jesus is the king you are the king you are the Lord you're the king of kings and we thank you for your goodness Help us now, Lord, and bless this place with your anointing in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I'm going to have Morgan play. We're just going to open up the altar. I'm telling you, just not for our church, but two good messages. The Word of God. Let's go ahead and stand to our feet all over the building. We're going to have her play again. It's come. This altar is open. If you need to come, I want you to come.
Church has just become an entertainment center. It's more than that. We've heard tonight what it needs to be, what we should desire for it to be, for the will of God to be accomplished, what we need to be, and what we should desire of Him and of us. Amen. Thank God for the messages. Amen. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the messages. I'm thankful for you all being here. I do not take lightly that we stand in the building that I consider a miracle. It's been dedicated unto the Lord for the Lord's work. In order for that to take place, we need to be where we're supposed to be spiritually. 
for God's will to be accomplished so God can do what he wants to do. Amen. We should know what it is he wants to accomplish. Amen. We should be obedient unto that. Amen. Thank God for his word. Yes. Thank God for the preaching. Amen. 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 I'm thankful he dealt with those. Listen, be praying. If he dealt with your heart, it's important to respond. It's important to let him deal. And be obedient unto that. We pray Amen. for those that God has dealt with. And if he has spoken to your heart, be obedient unto that. Amen. 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 Ms. Christie. Everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning me. And I'm so thankful tonight for all that gets done for me. I just want to praise Him and thank Him for my salvation. If you had known me before I knew Him, you'd understand why I love Him so much. I just want to praise Him and thank Him for all that He's done in my life. Not just this church building, but for the people that he has placed in my path Amen. to help me along the way, to see how he wants my life to be. And I just want to thank you and praise him tonight. Amen. 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 Everybody mind of the Lord, if everybody has, we'll be dismissed with a word of prayer. Just want to be sensitive to it. Amen. It's a special time. Yes. Special time. Amen. All right. Brother Jeffrey Shook, good to have you with us. Good to have you with us, brother. Appreciate y'all coming up, your family. I'm going to ask you to close us in a word of prayer. And uh, just want to remind everybody when we dismiss, if you'll go out of these doors. I don't know have a mark. We have some ladies back there. Uh, we have some hot dogs, some chili. That's, you got to have hot dogs. Chili, some chips. Now look, don't run out. They stay up later for a ball game than this, all right? Amen. We, we can fellowship, all right? If you can, if you got to, I understand. But if you want to make your way down that main corridor, you can go in the door, help yourself. We've got plenty. We want you to spend some time and, and, and to, to look around and to fellowship. 7 o'clock tomorrow night, we'll be back here, okay? So we, we want you to come back for that. And uh, I do want to make mention of just two other things. Number one, uh, we're going to go, if some of you that are local, uh, you know of the, the place called Wood Grill. I, ha I have a, a restaurant, I have a room reserved for tomorrow for lunch. So everybody that's out of town, all right, we want you to come. We want to invite you, uh, our church people, all the preachers, your families. Uh, we can do one of two things. Either you can get the address from me, we can meet there at 1 o'clock. We have it from 1 to 3. And uh, I think we can take care of business in two hours. <laughs> and uh, and then if you if you need if you want to follow, we're going to meet those of you that are staying at the hotel at twelve forty five. Uh, so we'll meet there. Uh, if you need me to repeat that to you once we disperse, that's fine as well. But it's just something we want to do. And, and someone in our church they wanted to do this, and uh, so we 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 want to. Uh, those of you traveling away want you to come. So everybody's welcome. All right. We don't want you to think no one isn't, but I did want to specifically for those that have traveled and for the preachers, we want you to take partake in that and come with us and uh, just have some good fellowship and lunch. Now, if you've got something to do, that's fine as well, but we want you to come. You're invited, so you can either meet at the hotel at 12.45 or meet us at Wood Grill. It's in Harrisonburg, and uh, we're not too far away from here. We'll be there from 1 to 3 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. And one other thing, Brother White Mays, I know they come to our church. They pastor for many years. 
Um, he had a heart catheterization this morning. I was over at the hospital with him, and they discovered he's got several blockages. They're sending him to the University of Virginia. He's going to have open heart surgery. Uh, they haven't made any other decisions yet, but uh, he asked that we'd be praying. I told him we would, so I would just, we would appreciate your prayers and just be praying for him, if you will. But that's Brother Wyatt May, so just want to remember him in our prayers as well. But if everybody's clear with the Lord, thank God for the preaching. Amen. 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 Special night. Appreciate you being here. We're going to go ahead and dismiss with a word of prayer. Like I said, you can fellowship, make yourself comfortable, uh, go towards the fellowship hall and stay as long as you'd like. And uh, we appreciate you coming. Brother Shook, why don't you close the word of prayer, please, if you will. Father, we bless your name for who you are. Power, glory, honor, praise, majesty belongs unto you and you alone. Thank you, Lord, for Brother Smith, his family, yeah. Old Path Baptist Church, every member. We pray, God, that you would bless them and help them and encourage them. Lord, thank you for what you've done. Yes. We pray, Lord, that the men of God has preached to our hearts. Lord, we thank you for them. Yes. Father, help us, Lord, to walk in the light as you're in the light. Yes. Help us, Father, to be holy for you're holy. Yes. Help us to always do those things that please you. Pray, oh God, that you move, Lord, in this place. Touch this community, Father. We pray you do a work in the hearts of sinners, Lord, that they might be saved. Bless the food now. We'll thank you for it in Jesus' name.
she wanted me to cook. So but did Daddy say yes? And, and um, yes. Yeah. He and me, grandma. I don't know if Papa, you know Papa. You might want to go So she she loves me. Yeah. They know me. Betty is Yeah. But it, it does sometimes make her sick. She does. It's funny when I walk without you, they walk through the place.
Take pictures. I know, I was hoping you weren't taking pictures. I was like randomly in the back. <laughs>
Alan practice has been a long journey too, but I don't know about that ending. If I can hit it, what do something else? Yeah. Alright, let's see. Yeah. Well, we do we do that cowboy, right?
Yeah, I know. That sounds good. Okay. And that one there is, I wouldn't play any faster, but I think it's still got good speed to it. Okay. So okay. Good. good, good, good. Um, what time are you going to be here tomorrow? Uh, probably 30 minutes before like I did this time. That's good. That I'm off tomorrow, so I can be here whenever. Um,